All right, so today we have a special guest joining us on Hype Queens. I want to give a big warm welcome to Holly Klinkosh. Hi, Holly. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for being here with us. Thanks for having me. I want to tell you a joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you, I should say, do you want to hear a Wisconsin joke? I would love to hear a Wisconsin joke. Never mind. It's too cheesy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Alright, so welcome back to Hype Queens Podcast, a podcast where we share our stories, motivate ourselves and others, and build a community of Hype Queens that support each other all day, every day. This episode is a little different because Erica is currently traveling abroad, living her best life, and seeing Europe, and just literally living her best life. So today you just have me, Bob, Amanda, I'm here, and like I said earlier, I've got a special guest, Holly. And again, just want to thank you so much for listening to us today and a reminder that everything we say is our original thoughts and not representative of any company or business we may be working with. So today's episode is going to be all about Milwaukee. You guys know that we're from Wisconsin. We bleed red. We love the Packers. We eat a lot of cheese. Y'all know. But Milwaukee is a city that is really near and dear to our hearts. I personally live there. Erica's not too far. And it is just like a booming, I think it's a booming metropolis, honestly. Like, it's just constantly changing. And it's been really fun to explore since we've moved back out to this area. So, yeah, Holly is basically a Milwaukee expert, I would say. You, you think you're a Milwaukee expert. Yeah, I think at this point it's pretty safe to say that. I like, mean, there's always more to learn, but... Right, and you were just telling me today how you do so much stuff. Like, you're exploring so many different parts of the city, like, all week long. Like, you were just saying, right? Yeah, so I was prepping for this, and I was writing a list. I'm like, okay, it's probably going to be a real short list, so I'm going to have to be, you know, real detail-orientated. And then I started writing the list, and I kept going and going, and I hit page three, and I'm like, oh, we got to stop. <laughs> this is too big of a list. Right, right. I mean, there's just so many things to do depending on, you know, what time of year it is, mm-hmm. what you're interested in. Yeah. If you like to drink, which, you know, most Wisconsinites do. So that's safe to say. Right. Well, awesome. Yeah. Holly has a blog called Catch Me in MKE. And I would love if you would just start off and like, let us know a little bit about that. Like, what got you interested in starting something like this? Like, this is your passion project. Yeah. So this is like my hustle, like you guys mentioned in one of your prior podcasts. Um, So just basically started off as uh, I work a day job. Like most people do. Mm-hmm. Pays the bills. Super yep. fun. I work for some great people. Keep grinding. But you can't necessar- necessarily reach everything you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so this was just kind of my way to expand upon my skills that I wasn't using day to day. Yeah. And also I realized, you know, reading the Milwaukee Business Journal at work, because what else are you supposed to do? <laughs> I don't know if I'd read the Milwaukee Business <laughs> Journal. <laughs> This is why you're the Milwaukee expert. (laughs) (laughs) So I started reading it, and all the hype is about the DNC 2020. Because that's in Milwaukee. It's in Milwaukee. Like, we are it. They were really... And the DNC is the Democratic National Convention. Correct. Okay. That's That's like in the primaries. Like, tell me more about that. So the Democratic National Convention is basically where all the candidates come for, you know, the Democrat side. And they kind of 
file it down. Who is going to be our top people, mm-hmm. you know, for president? And yeah. So it's really kind of interesting because what happened in the prior election is they thought for sure Wisconsin is going to go with Democratic president. Yeah. And then we surprised him and went for a Republican. Yeah. Okay. So they made sure that this coming election that it had to be in Wisconsin. They didn't want to lose mm. that swing state. Okay. So, interesting. As far as from the articles I read, that's how it goes. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, I'm not super involved politically. Like, I stay up to date on what I need to. So, yeah, this is all very interesting. Right, right. And honestly, I, for Milwaukeeans, I think it doesn't matter if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, if you're an Independent. What's exciting is there's all these people that are going to be coming to our city, and we get to show them the best of the best. Yeah. Like, we get to show them the really cool spots, our culture, like, the people we are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we're very welcoming people. Oh, yeah. I mean, Wisconsinites are just so friendly. And it's just like, I don't know, it's like small town in big city culture, Right. I feel like. Right, right. I mean, you always want to hang out with people, find new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of started off like that. That's kind of like, like the push that got you to actually yeah. start. I'm like, these people need someone to take them in and show them where to go. I'm like, they can't just go to... Uh, B-dubs every night for dinner. Like, Fair. they have to go to the good Milwaukee restaurants. They have to get a fish fry. Mm-hmm. They have to get cops. Like, oh, yes. there's so much out there, and I don't want them to miss that. Yeah. Oh, that's really awesome. So, you have this blog, and then you promote it on social media, right? You have an Instagram right now? Right. So, I have an Instagram. I just started a Facebook. Mm-hmm. We're going to get a Twitter. Hey. Which is a little scary, but we're going to yeah. do it. So do you do you cover all things Milwaukee? Like, do you do events and food and drink and just, uh, I don't know, other locations you can go to, like museums and stuff like that? Like, what is your, are you trying to touch all of those? Yeah, so literally anything you can do within a week, I like to go to. I like okay. to try. I like to encourage other people to go to. Um, some things that I haven't really touched on is hotels. Okay. So that's work in progress. I yeah. mean, for us, we get it pretty easy because we live here, so mm-hmm. it's not a, a big deal for us to find out where to go, but I have been reading up that we have some great Airbnbs to experience. So. Really? Yeah. Oh, Airbnb is just, like, taking over the hotel world, for sure, I oh, feel like. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, I was just looking on Airbnb because I kind of want to get a hotel for New Year's. Yes. We can get a hotel or an Airbnb for, like, $60 for one night. For eight people. That's super cheap. And it's a whole lofted apartment. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like for the DNC, a lot of people, like, obviously a lot of, like, I think big wigs, you know, stay in the hotels because their companies are paying for them. It doesn't matter so much. But I feel like a lot of people who are traveling into town might be more interested in something like that. You know, people like you and me. Right, right. Well, a lot of those people that are coming for the DNC, Mm -hmm. all the hotels are already booked. A lot of the Airbnbs are already booked. It's booked so far out. Some people will be commuting from Madison and even Chicago. Wow, because that's next July. Correct. 2020. So my, my one-year anniversary of having my website. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. So I'm really pumped. Um, right now we're keeping it low-key, mm-hmm. posting it every other week. Yeah. In January, every week. Okay. So, which I thought was going to be a problem, because I'm like, I'm not going to have enough material. Mm-hmm. But once you start looking for things, you really get into it. Like, I didn't realize until Erica came to visit me, mm-hmm. or I visited her on a Monday night when she visited Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, Mobcraft has trivia, and it's good trivia. It's not like the crappy trivia you play with, you know, your grandpas and mm-hmm. they get real angry. Yeah. It's like the fun, have a good vibe, oh, drink a couple of beers, yeah. hang out with your friends. 
Um, there's a prize for if you win the trivia and a prize for the best names. So, okay. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So has starting this blog pushed you to go places or try new places that you might not have if you didn't have like this kind of like underlying reason to go out and do new things? You're, I know you personally, you're a pretty adventurous, you like to be spontaneous, you love to try new things. So I'm sure not to too much extent, but... Yeah, so I think it started off like... I'm a pretty, I used to be this person where I would only visit someplace new if someone went with, went with me first. Mm-hmm. So say the Milwaukee Art Museum. Mm-hmm. I went with a couple of our friends like two years ago and it wasn't until the second time that I went with one of them that I was like, okay, I can park here. I can navigate here. I can get around the museum all by myself. I yeah. know how to do all this. This is fine. This I can roll with. Mm-hmm. And so now the Milwaukee Art Museum has become one of the top spots that I go to Probably on a monthly basis. Okay. I mean, not just for their after dark events, which are super cool. They close off. Yeah. What is what is an after dark event? So an after dark event um, is on a Thursday night, once a month, most of the time, um, and they prep the whole museum for a theme night. And okay. So one of the coolest ones I saw was Bollywood. Okay. And so they had um, some dancers come in. They had uh, a lot of. Uh, Indian food served and dishes and drinks and trivia, of course. Yeah. Um, and some other cool activities that you could do. And it was at 7 o'clock normally when the museum is closed. Okay. And so they had special lights up, decorations, and then you could it's regularly It's kind of like a go. private event. Yeah, it's like a private bougie event. Okay. Like, you feel super cool. You're like, yeah. yeah, I'm super hipster going to the art museum after dark. Right. And so you get to network with all these different people that you normally would never see out and about during the day. Okay. And then you get to go through the museum as normal. And they have like different themes and stuff every week? Oh yeah. So this last one. every event, I should say. This last one was nuts. It was mystery themed. And so it was basically this giant scavenger hunt. Okay. And I came into it. I was like, okay, we're going to be here until 930 tops. I really wanted to go see this film at the Milwaukee Film Fest. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. We're going to have this time starting at 7. Here we go. And so my friend and I got there, and then he's like, a scavenger hunt? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm not a competitive person at all. Like, yeah. I'll walk around. I'll, like, experience it. Sure, mm-hmm. I'll try and help. But as far as being, like, I have to win, You're not I'm there. not that person. Yeah, that, I feel that. So we get the scavenger hunt, and it's two parts. Okay. You have to, one is a list, and you had to find out what wasn't on the list Mm -hmm. as to, you know, it was kind of clue-based, like who was it, what was the murder weapon, and in what room. Yeah. And then the second part was like a real scavenger hunt. So it goes, okay, A leads to B. B is here. B leads to C. C is here. Or like, you know, leads to C. Like you can't move on if you don't figure out the step before. Right. Okay. And if, I don't know how other people did it, but I wouldn't have been able to like help him solve that scavenger hunt if I didn't go to the Milwaukee Art Museum like every month. So that was kind of like, you know, that was good for you. Yeah, it was probably hoping people will go there more often. Right. I was like, okay, I know where this is. Yeah. Or I know it's in here. Like Mm -hmm. it has to be around. Do you think those events, like the After Dark event, do you think that's more of like people do go to that every month? Or is it more like you see a lot of new faces of people who only go like one time or once every so often? I think it's a mixture of both. Okay, that's really nice. You see a lot of regulars and it keeps growing every time, which is sometimes annoying. Yeah. Because it gets to be a big crowd. But Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so cool because people show up, like this last one, people showed up in 90s dresses. and like That's cool. uh, Sherlock Holmes themed costumes. Like people go 
all out for this event. And then not only are they experiencing what the art museum puts out, but they're also experiencing um, the local Milwaukee vendors. Mm -hmm. So people who do Milwaukee-based art, who do um, clothing lines. Mm -hmm. Um, They had the safe house there, which is like the big speakeasy of Milwaukee. Everyone knows it. Mm. Everyone knows the password to get in. So it's not like anything super special. Yeah. So the safe house is this really cool like multi-level bar. And yeah, you're supposed to know a password to get into it. Um, well, when we we actually just went there the other week, and that was my first time ever going. Was it really? It was. Yeah, oh, I had never been, and it's so cool because they like. I wish they would have made you do more embarrassing stuff. Yeah, because like we walk into the door and there's this tiny ass little room and a guy sitting at a desk and he's like, "What's the password?" And if you know it, he'll let you in. And it's like it was like a cool like door kind of by a bookcase, like it's very like secretive, cool looking. But if you don't know the password, you have to do stupid shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Normally they make you sing or they make you dance. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of ridiculous stuff, but we had a group of like, how many people? It was probably 10. like 10, yeah. And yeah. the funniest part is like when they're making you do that stupid shit, you're being recorded and put on TVs that are scattered throughout the bar so people can see you doing this stupid shit. And so <laughs> luckily, we I think we just had to sing happy birthday. Yeah, and do a giant group hug. And a group hug. Like, yeah. that's but fine. the people who knew the password, like our other friend um, yeah. that you went to Madison with, mm-hmm. um, they got to sneak through. Yeah. So if you know the, the password, you don't have to do the run. stupid shit. Yeah. And then you get to watch your friends look stupid, you know, <laughs> look dumb. <laughs> right. And there's a couple other speakeasies in Milwaukee too. Some are on the Google ma- Google Maps and some aren't. And so what what is a speakeasy? Like what is that why is that different from like a bar? So a speakeasy, I guess they're mostly associated with prohibition. Mm-hmm. So in the era when drinking wasn't allowed and people were making booze in their bathtubs. Okay. Um, you would have a speakeasy to bring people in to a bar-like setting, and it's hidden. Okay. So it's behind something obvious. Yep. Because you don't want the the cops to find it and to bust right. it. Um, and so basically, it's a bar hidden. You need to know the password, or you need to know how to get in. Mm-hmm. And once you're in, it's really cool. Because there was another speakeasy, and let me know if I'm wrong, but I believe there was another speakeasy you went to on the the more not the north side but northern milwaukee by the oh north of brady street right and you didn't need a password for that one right you just had to find it yeah which finding it was so hard and i'll let your listeners know because it's not something i want the whole world to know off of my website yeah and what what was the name of this one i believe it's called i was told it's called shanghai but you can't find it on google okay so if you do try to find it, what you have to do is you have to park by Black Cat Alley. Okay. Go through ba- uh, Black Cat Alley and then find the red door. There'll be Chinese lanterns, a red motorcycle okay. out front, and like some red chairs. Okay. Walk through it. It's going to be real scary because that first like couple of feet is dark. Like it's dark, dark. And Interesting. And you get into this speakeasy. Mm-hmm. And it's literally a corridor. And it ends with this giant curtain at the end. Okay. That's like dark green. And you're like, did I just get transported to the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> <laughs> so you walk all the way down there and on your right is the bar. Okay. Yeah. That's super cool. I love like quirky little stuff like that. Yeah. It, well, I mean, that quirky stuff is all over Milwaukee. It's so yeah. cool. Like Up Down, we have Up Down, the Axe Bar. Oh yeah. Up Down. Um, tell us a little more about Up Down. That's a cool place that I, again, just started, explored the other week. And I feel like a lot of our listeners would really like that. Right. I actually didn't know until I researched for this. Up Down is a chain. 
Oh, for real? So they have it in other big cities. I think, like, Denver, maybe one in okay. New York or California or something. But yeah. So um, Uptown is really nifty because it's 80s and 90s themed. Mm-hmm. Um, they have all the great pinball games. They have um, the arcade games. They had Giant Connect 4 that you guys yeah. played forever. Skee-ball, which is my jive. Um, yeah. The bar was kind of 360, mm-hmm. and it had over 60 beers on tap. I don't know if you caught that but... i didn't no yeah. it's basically this huge bar as an arcade like and they had that cool outdoor setting and they had like those cool like fire you don't want to call them a fire pit heating lamps heating lamps thank yeah. you the towers yeah with the and, fire yeah the and they had like the fire. A nintendo 64 on a projector yes. screen and it was super reasonable yeah. Like, $5 for tokens got you a ton of games. So it equals out to be $0.25 cents per game. Oh. Is what I found, okay. found out. But you remember when we went to the machine and we put in our money and it gave me, like, 20 tokens when it should have been 15 Yeah. It's a mega steal. That is a mega steal. Yeah. And it's good, like, what I was thinking about the other day is it's really great if you're not into drinking. Or mm-hmm. if you're going out with a friend who isn't into drinking and you are. Right, it's a nice balance because it's fun for both of you. Right, and it's right down by Brady Street. It's like the beginning of Brady Street. And then across, I think across the street from it is a Lakefront Brewery. Okay, yeah, it was right near there, I think. Yeah. So Brady Street, that's like a, I've only been there a couple times, so expert, tell me more. Brady Street is like another just like fun experience street, right? They have a bunch of restaurants, a bunch of bars, other things to do tell me more yeah so for me when i think of brady street brady street is your hipster hub mm, mm-hmm. i think that would be a pretty accurate thing to say about it yeah it's where the bougie stuff is so okay. you have la mesa which is all empanadas in like this really clean setting mm-hmm. with this great plating and like the little stamp oh yeah they stamp their empanadas or they uh what is that branding they brand them oh yeah Mm-hmm. and they have like a select amount for each day yeah. So if you don't get there early enough, you're not getting the empanada you want, which is how I ended up with that brat and sauerkraut one. Which uh, imagine was so a brat, a brat and sauerkraut empanada. Like it, when you ordered, I was like, mm, I don't know, but she loved it. I feel like that's so Wisconsin. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she loved it. <laughs> and then isn't there? There's another restaurant over there that you do like a pasta flight, right? Yeah, I think it's is it glor. It might be glorioso. Okay. Might need to correct that one, but that's okay. There's a plot. Pa- plasta. plasta. There's a plasta place over there. <laughs> pasta place over there, and you can do flights. Okay. So the trick is, these flights... That's come my in, kind of flight. They come in full-size bowls. So you can... I think you can get up to four bowls okay. in your flight. But be aware, if you get a flight, you're going to get a lot of pasta. So you probably need, like, at least one other person to do a flight with you. For sure. For sure. Oh, cute. Unless you really want leftovers, which is cool, too. Aww. And then the other bougie thing I think of is um we have this place called Balzac Wine. Okay. Depending on the night you go, you can get like a 50% off wine, mm-hmm. bottle of wine to take home with you. Um, and they also have these duck nachos. Like made with duck? Yeah. Can that, you, okay. That's hipster bougie, like for sure. So you hit me, like catch me in Milwaukee, like beer, brats, cheese curds, and then duck yeah. nachos. Duck nachos. Yeah. So they're really good. I mean, Were they? they have some great menu items that they rotate around but duck nachos are always on there the mm-hmm. wine is really good so is the sangria okay there's um a whole line of 
bars over there that we went through. Which is obviously important to us because I feel like all of us 20-somethings are always at the bar scene. Right. And we're in Wisconsin, so you're for sure always at the bar scene. Right, right. And you need something to do. I thought the coolest bar that we went to was connected with another bar. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how we had to go down like a flight of stairs oh, yeah. and then over? Mm-hmm. So you actually didn't have to go outside. Yeah. So if it's winter, you're set. Right. So bars. Tell me about some of your favorite bars because obviously like breweries and brewing run so deep in Milwaukee. Oh, oh God. Yeah. I feel like beer is in my blood now. Right. Because Miller started here. We have Liney's. There's all these craft breweries that are popping up everywhere. Let's talk breweries. Okay. Tell me more about those. Let me, uh, so let's start with everyone's fan favorite, especially yours and Erica's, um, mm-hmm. Mobcraft. Oh, we love Mobcraft. It's in Walker's Point, right? Is that that town or that part of the suburbs? Yes. Okay. You are correct. I'm totally still <laughs> That was really good. Thank you. Go you. Because if you're, if you're unfamiliar, Milwaukee is Milwaukee, but it has all these little, like, suburbs where you can designate a little better, figure out where things are. But yeah, so Mobcraft. Mobcraft. Right Amazing. next to Konohitos, where you need to eat dinner. Oh, Konohitos. Okay, wait. Let me just stand on my soapbox <laughs> for a second here. Konohitos. If you're going to eat in Milwaukee, you need to go to Konohitos. And you also will only spend $5. So <laughs> it's this mom and pop Mexican restaurant and bar that's been around for ages. Like, my dad used to go there when he was our age. What? Yeah. Like, oh, I met a couple there the last time I went for Cody's birthday. Yeah. Or so-and-so's birthday. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I don't where you met a couple. Met, so, I met a couple there. They had... The wife had been going for over 30 years. She was talking about how she went while she was in high school. And like, I was... She's like, oh, yeah, and the drinking age was below 21. And I was like, oh, must be nice. Right, right. Oh, man. But, yeah, this place is, like, you can get a full meal for three fifty. You can get three tostadas for three fifty and a margarita for 4 bucks, And they come on paper plates, and that's how they keep their prices low. <laughs> and it's just, like, the best, like, so good authentic Mexican food, I think. And reasonable. And it's just so funny. Like, if you ask for something to go, they literally just bring you a piece of foil to put over your plate to take it home. I don't know if you've ever done that. I've always finished my plate there. Right. It's just so good. Or finish it. I think the thing that really gets me about Conejitos is the margaritas. Oh, they pour them strong. They are so fresh. Mm. The salt is just right. I mean, yeah. I mean, and they do pour them strong. You get a lot of bang for your buck. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's not one of those margaritas that gives you gut rot after. Mm -hmm. So it's perfect if you go to Conejitos first and then you skip over to Mobcraft. Mm Mm-hmm. You go to Mobcraft and you get, like, the uh, sour beers mm-hmm. and the more, like, specialty beers. Mobcraft yeah. isn't one of those people that sticks to the mold. Mm-hmm. And I like that about them. And it's really great. Um, so the founders are two alumni from my alma mater. Where's that? Whitewater. Oh, UW-Whitewater. Hello. Good old Whitewater. The business school. Oh, whatever. Sorry, Oshkosh. Uh. Um... <laughs> Sorry. So these great alum from Whitewater um, started Mobcraft, mm-hmm. and it's basically crowdsourced or crowdfunded uh, brewing. So what does that mean? So that means what they do is people, when they go on these tours, I don't know if you remember, we left little suggestions of flavor combinations that they should do for the next beer. Oh, yeah, after we went on the brewery tour. Right, and so one of them that got left behind was, say, PB&J. Mm-hmm. And so then what happens is they put that up on their website. So they have PB&J, rhubarb, apple pie, and uh, 
What's a suggestion? I think yeah. I did like peach champagne. Peach champagne? Yeah. Oh, like, my kind of woman. <laughs> it's, it's so cool because they just ask you to come up with like a title and then just like flavors you would like to see in the beer. Like you don't have to be a scientist. You don't have to be a brewer. You can just have this crazy idea like I want a PB&J beer and I imagine it would have grape like undertones and a peanut butter, you know, flavor. Right, right. And mm-hmm. so what they do is they put those up on their website and then you cast your vote as a consumer and you say, I'm going to pre-order this beer. And the mm-hmm. one with the highest number of votes gets to be brewed. That's so cool. So your rhubarb IPA that you love so much. Oh, it's if you have a chance to on. get that from Mobcraft, the rhubarb IPA is phenomenal. I don't even like IPAs. I don't even like beer that much. Y'all know this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what uh, makes Mobcraft so great is mm-hmm. you don't have to like beer to like their beers. Yes. Their beers are so fruity. If you're starting so off unique. on beer or you want to dabble into it, I would say start at Mobcraft and then work your way up towards real beer. I would 100% agree. Like they were one of the first dark beers I ever had. It was their vanilla porter nitro. And to this day, it's still my top in my top three favorite beers I've ever had. But yeah, they just have all these unique flavors that are really good. The staff is always super friendly. Right. And I think one of the other interesting parts about their brewing process is they do it in these oak barrels. So they'll mm-hmm. buy these barrels from uh, people who make tequila, whiskey, bourbon, mm-hmm. sc- scotch. Are all these main barrels? Anyway. I think so. <laughs> they buy the barrels. Sometimes from wine, you know. Yeah. It's all great. But they buy these barrels to get those um, undertones yeah. into the beer. And the other great part about Mobcraft is they host these super bitchin' events. Like what? So I went to Sourfest with one of our other mutual friends, and it was really great to go there and see the collaboration between, like, tens of breweries. That's cool. Especially because, like, I feel like you're collaborating with your competitors, you know? But I feel like that's a vibe that... A lot of businesses in Milwaukee have, like, they're not competitors. You're all in the same race, and you're working together. Right, and that's what makes their business model so successful. So Mm -hmm. Mobcraft brought all of these different brewers together, and they have been collaborating with other people. Um, Like Weird Fest, they did the Lucha Lucha Libre. It's like a wrestling match type of deal. Oh, yeah. And they had them at Weird Fest, so they were having this festival with all these new beers based off of Lucha Libre. Okay. I think I'm saying that right. I think so. Wasn't that like a cartoon growing up? Nacho Libre? Is that what you're thinking? (laughs) It's probably as awkward, but you know. (laughs) (laughs) And then they have a new event specifically for you coming out on December 14th. Okay. It's going to be Stout Fest. Stout Fest. So that will be your jam. New beers are coming. They're going to have other breweries coming in. Okay. They're going to have an ugly sweater contest. Ooh. And it's probably going to have some great prizes. Um, But yeah, I mean, even Mobcraft even helps the company I work for. They produce a beer and label it for us with our company label. They do some cool stuff. And I even, you know, uh, read somewhere that like if you're having a wedding, they'll work with you for your wedding to make like custom beer labels for, you know, your reception and stuff like that. Right, which, how many people, how many breweries do you know that are willing to put themselves out that much? Right. And, yeah, Momcraft is just near and dear, near and dear to my heart. What other breweries do you love in the city? I didn't like them at first, but I like them a lot now. Um, Milwaukee Brewing Company. Why didn't you like them at first? I had, when our first experience when we went there for a girls' night, it Mm -hmm. was all IPAs. 
I was like, this is all disgusting. There's no variety here. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing I really want to drink. It's Mm -hmm. either an IPA or a dark beer or, like, a semi-dark beer, but kind of not a Pilsner. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so we went, and I was like, dang, this is really a missed opportunity because we have this great tour where you can drink as much as you want Mm -hmm. for basically two hours. Yeah. And I hated all of their beer. Oh, so what changed your opinion? So they have um, what they call the Milwaukee Ale House. Okay. It's like a branch off of the Milwaukee Brewing Company. So okay. what we went to originally was uh, one of their breweries Okay. for the tour. Because they have multiple, right? Yes. Okay. They just opened one on 9th Street. That was the one that we went to mm-hmm. um, for their grand opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Milwaukee Ale House is based more around the dining experience. Yeah. So like our pretzel and cheese, mm-hmm. um, any other appetizer you can think of. They have um, good dinners there, too. Yeah. A good grilled cheese, of course. Great chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> so th- going there kind of flipped your opinion on them? Yeah, because it's great because they, I mean, whatever beer they have out, they always change the taps right away. Okay. And so, you know, it took until the third time of me going to the Milwaukee Ale House mm-hmm. to figure out, oh, it's not just all IPAs. It just depends on the season. And mm-hmm. we went during uh, winter, mm-hmm. which rightfully so, it's more darker beers and IPAs. Right. Versus the you know, summer the last vibe. time when we went in the summer and it's more fruit beers, pilsners, you know, stuff you would want to drink at your tailgate. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So. Oh, speaking of tailgates, can we talk about the Brewers game? Yes. That was so much fun. Yeah. So the if you don't know, the Brewers are in Milwaukee. They're our baseball team. And I feel like they just have such a good setup. Like, tailgating there is fun. The stadium is so nice. It can be covered or uncovered, depending on the weather. Yeah, yep. which is a huge perk, because if it's raining, you don't have to sit in the rain. The game doesn't have to be postponed or anything like that, or any other nasty weather, you know, or cold. Because when we went for our game, it started open, and then once nighttime hit, they closed it. Yeah. No, the Brewers, that, it's just so fun to tailgate. Like, honestly, I like that more than the game. Let's be real. Baseball fans are cringing right now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Have you been to other Brewers games besides that one recently? Uh, Not recently. In prior years. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not really a big baseball fan. I'm more of a football fan because yeah. Packers are my life. Have but... you been to any other Milwaukee-based sports teams? I know we have, obviously, we have the Bucks. There's the Milwaukee Wave. It's been a long... I've been oh, there's both. the Admirals. Oh, yeah. How could I forget the Admirals? Yeah, the Admirals were cool. I'm not a, I'm not into hockey either. That's fair. It, we I we really, go to drink and hang out with friends. Let's be real. Uh, yeah, I go for the experience, not yeah. for, like, the game, which yeah. is probably not what they want. But here I am. That's I'm okay. still out there supporting. I'll wear their colors. It's fine. Right, right. I just loved how at um, the Brewers game you were obsessed with the custard. Mm-hmm. You all know dairy is important. <laughs> but they had a Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin custard stand right by us. And I was like, oh, sold. Done. And it was just, yeah, it was just so nice to get some ice cream, watch the game. Like, and I also like, like, with the other venues, too, they're all right downtown. So they're really easy to get to, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I would say so. Um, it's important to note that at Brewer Stadium or Miller Park, mm-hmm. which is going to change its name soon, I don't know what to... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's right. That, that's also a very harsh topic for people right now. Right. But um, the stadium lets you bring in your own food mm-hmm. and uh, close bottles of water. 
That is so nice in the summer. So, yeah, especially for people traveling with families. Oh my god, or yeah. Or on a budget. That's so you, important. Because at those type of events, a bottle of water alone could be like four, five, six dollars. Right. Well, and then you factor in if it's a, a Cubs Brewers game, they jack up the prices by at least ten dollars. For real. Yeah. So I mean ticket prices are jacked up, parking. That's uh, crazy. Why do they from do that? Four dollars to ten. Because a lot of people that show up uh, that are from Chicago mm-hmm. will come to Miller Park to experience it. Okay. And we hate the, we hate the Cubs. And we hate them. That's <laughs> <laughs> what she was trying to say. <laughs> those are always high, high tense games. Yes, those get. Mm, 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 mm. Oh. But then you have uh, not too far away is Deer District, which is where our Bucks Stadium is. Mm-hmm. Bucks the Pfizer Forum, right? Pfizer Forum, mm-hmm. yep. Which is for our basketball team primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, they will also be hosting the DNC. Okay, is yeah. that where like all those events are going to be happening? A lot or the of the big event. Yeah, a lot of them will be happening in Pfizer. Some will be outsourced to, or some other part of it will be in the Wisconsin Center, and then they'll have small areas all over Milwaukee rented out okay. for people to have their conferences because I guess there's a lot of smaller conferences that go on at that time. Okay. Yeah, but Deer District is going to be popping, so it's really cool. What What is Deer District? So Deer District is this giant open area. Mm-hmm. There's four bars, um, a giant TV screen or TV screen made of multiple TVs, and okay. a beer garden. Okay. So and this is right outside the Fiserv, right? Yes. Okay. Like right on the front steps. And mm-hmm. so if you're not familiar with beer gardens, it's basically an area of taps um, with an open space out front. So you can kind of like walk around. There's some tables. You can meander and like not be like walking with an open intoxicant. Right. You'll know when um, the area that's prohibited to pass is mm-hmm. because you'll be passing these giant cement cylinders that are black Mm -hmm. and normally if it's a bigger event they have security i know for um uh, the democratic national convention they're gonna have heightened security so it's gonna extend blocks oh wow around fiser and you'll have to do bag checks and some other security checks so i mean that's kind of reassuring yeah so it's safer but right now it's Pretty low key. Yeah. Don't bring your beer outside of the barrier. And you're fine. Yeah. But if you want to take your beer with you from the beer garden, past the TV screen where you're watching the Packers. Yeah. Down towards, you know, the big bucks, uh, not statue, but I mean, there's a little art form out there where you can take some really cool pictures in front of. Okay. um, And then finish your beer and walk in to drink Wisconsin, you can. So Drink Wisconsin is a cool bar that's right over there. There's another really cool bar over there that you love. Tell me about that one. Oh, do you mean Punchbowl? Yes, Punchbowl. I love Punchbowl. So Punchbowl is like, in my mind, the larger version of Up Down that takes less fine motor skills Okay. to, to a have little, a good time. I feel like it's a little less arcadey and more uh, games. Yes. Like physical games. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, so for us, we like to play our board games like Sorry. Yep. Um, they have darts in there, pool tables, uh, bowling alleys, tons of bowling alleys. Like, that's just so cool. And they're all, like, kind of private. Right, and private karaoke rooms. Yeah, okay. that are self Like what? Like what? Right. A private karaoke room. Yeah, so I went for a bachelorette party to this, uh, to Punchbowl. Yeah. Yep, my suggestion, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Milwaukee expert, of course. You know, when you're staying in the Airbnb above, uh, above Point Burger. Um. 
oh, it was only a hop skip away. That's cool. Yeah, so we go into Punchbowl, and immediately everyone spreads out. I find the Jenga, someone else is playing Cards Against Humanity, Mm because you can check out the games at a little ski chalet, and then we go into the karaoke room. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ooh, this is going to be bad. We fit 16 people into that karaoke room. There's two microphones. You don't necessarily have to play a song in order to be using the microphone, so it's really great for the bachelorette party. Yeah. Because the maid of honor was asking the bride questions and the bride would answer them into the microphone mm-hmm. so it was really great for that and then we had the embarrassing karaoke after of course right, at least right. it's in a private room you don't have like a crowd of people at a bar listening to you to be honest right and like that's kind of nice what was even nicer is like she had on these horrible heels okay for walking so we had three other bars in the area and then on the front side um or on the opposite side of that are more bars. Mm-hmm. So we went into what used to be Uglies and is now Uncle Buck's and Red Star. Okay. So Uncle Buck's is more family orientated, more for the dining experience until nighttime, and they'll throw out one of their dance floors, but it's mostly seating. Okay. And then Red Star has two levels to it. Okay. Uh, the first level is right on par with the TV screen that's outside next to the beer garden. Okay. Um, and it's it's very nice. Yeah. Loungy area. Okay. Um, that can also be converted into a club type scene. Okay. And then probably more of the, like your late night weekend. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, on top of that is the rooftop. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is enclosed because mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Yeah. And then the other part is outside with this great new fire and ice uh, fixture. Okay. And like a long a bar fire top. and ice fixture. What yeah. is that? So it's where you have like those clear crystal like racks in the in the fireplace. Mm. And they're the things that are actually on fire, right? Yeah. Is that what that or is? Or you have, like, flames shooting up in yes. between it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and then you get a great view of, like, um, the beer garden next door and mm-hmm. the TV screens, and then you can see out across the river through the rest of the city. That's cool. Yeah, it's so beautiful. So what I'm getting is the Deer District, all these bars right outside the Fiserv, right outside the Bucks Arena, are really awesome social atmosphere bars and locations kind of good to like before and after games they host a ton of concerts at the Fiserv too like big name concerts but that's like more of like your social friendly atmosphere would you say yeah I would I would totally agree with that okay and then there's one other place that we always end up finding ourselves when we go out downtown is Water Street and would you say Water Street is more of like the collegey kind of vibe or how would you how would you describe Water Street it's so weird because it totally depends on what night of the week you go Okay. Yeah. It's it's really odd if you go on a weeknight. Yeah. It's more older people. Okay. Kind of like us, where we're out of that binge drinking age, I hope, kind of. <laughs> I, fingers crossed. Well, <laughs> we're just going to talk about the good things. And right. if you go on, like, a Friday night before, mm-hmm. like, the actual weekend kicks off, that's when it's all the college kids. Okay. So you want to watch out for Friday nights. But, I mean, Saturday and Sunday are pretty... It's popping. Okay. There's a lot of energy there, a lot of people. Everyone's mm-hmm. really excited. You have a lot of places that have patios mm-hmm. um, and fireplaces. Um, That's like a DJ scene, too, and yeah, all that. lots okay. of DJs there. And then you get into, like, the more downtown part yeah. of Milwaukee, kind of towards Cathedral Square. Okay. Um And that's the ritzier area. That's where a little more, like, the actual, like, nightclubs are, right? Yeah. So okay. that's where, where you'll find, like, Plum Lounge and yeah. that other one that we went to. What was that? Oh, gosh. I The one we didn't get into? Yeah, because I, it was... $20 for dudes and $10 for women. And, and we're like, like no. over it. <laughs> yeah. 
Lucid? Was it Lucid? Lucid. Lucid Lounge. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm okay. Yeah. That's not, you know, that might be somebody's scene, but it wasn't ours. Right. And I think now that we're getting older, the scene that I like to see is Journeyman's. Yeah. Um, they what is have that? a rooftop bar called The Outsider. Okay. So in the summer months, it's really great because they have these glass panels up mm-hmm. around the exterior uh, area okay. of the patio. Yeah. And you can take your drink from the bar out there and just sit and watch the sunset over the oh, cityscape. God, that it's sounds so nice. so beautiful. And damn, a Milwaukee sunset is just like on a good day. It's just so beautiful because the sun hits the buildings and everything is this old, beautiful, like, Bruce City cream color brick. And it everything just has that nice, like, yellow kind of glow. And it's just, it's gorgeous for a cityscape at sundown. It's definitely a mood. Yeah, it's a mood. It's something you can only experience here, which I'm sure yeah. a lot of people say other places, but but it's true it's though. Every be here. Yeah. Another place that has a great view is called Blue. It's in the Fister Hotel, which okay. I'm sure a lot of people will be staying there. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's kind of almost. I'd say it's like a 180 view. Okay. And it's kind of circular. Yeah. Yeah, and so you have a great view of the sky, the stars. Um, we actually, I went on a date there once. And we went to go see the meteor shower. Oh, that had to have been amazing up there. Was it cool? It wasn't too light. It wasn't cloudy. Oh, shit. (laughs) Of fucking course. We would have had to go like a little further outside of the city, but it would have been beautiful. Oh. Yeah, but it was still nice. They have a lot of lounge seating. It's not a lot of tables. Oh, I like that. Yeah. More intimate. So more couches, more like armchairs. Okay. Um, if you have a big group there, there's a couple tables where you can have a big group, but okay. for the most part, it's more intimate settings. Like, so good for a date. Yeah, it's really great for a date. If you okay. want to do some talking and some, you know, just hanging out. Do you have any other recommendations for good date spots? And, you know, this could be bars, restaurants. Like, are there any that really, like, pop out to you as being a good date location? Wow, there's so many. I know. So many things <laughs> I can't think of right now. That's okay. Really You can take a me. moment. That's okay. Um... Uh, so I would say probably Lost Valley Cider Company. We went there. Okay. Um, that was quite the experience. And every time I go there, it's, people are always enthralled with it. I was going to say, why do you think that's a good spot? I think it's a good spot because you come up to their bar. It's very, it's a longer bar. Yeah. So there's a lot of space. The bartenders can see you more easy. So mm-hmm. if you need a signal for help, you can flill your yeah. arms. Help me. I need a refill. Um, <laughs> they have these great four ounce uh, flights. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So you can try all the ciders you That's want That's always to. fun. Yeah. Right. And they also have hot cider beverages. Oh, good for the winter. So it's always kind of a nice talking, you know, okay. topic. Like if you get stuck in conversation, you're just like, you can talk about hmm, the beer. I didn't really like this cider. Or, right. Oh, this one was great. Yeah. Like, and just do stuff like that. That's and a it's good it's a really point. good atmosphere. Yeah. Um, the music isn't too loud. The lights are a little dim. Yeah. Set the mood. Right. Um, that's also in Walker's Point. Mm-hmm. There's um, another cool bar over there. Uh, Tin, Tin Widow. Widow. Yes. Tin Widow, our place. That's a great date. I bar. love that place. We were so intimidated walking in there. Yeah. And then we got in and we're like, this is it. It was kind of like Harry Potter magical. You walk into the great hall and you're like, whoa, there's candles like flying in the air and yes. like, all this cool stuff. Like the bar looks like it's really old and it's just beautiful and dimly lit. There's candles everywhere. The walls are just packed with paintings and posters and newspaper, excuse me, newspaper clippings. And it's just very intimate and it's quiet. The music is soft so you can hear people actually fucking talking to you. Like I hate that because I'm deaf. So right. there's nothing worse than going and trying to talk to somebody and literally having to ask them, what, what? 
what like four times but yeah did you like you think that would be a good place for I think that's an excellent place yeah so we originally went there because I was told by the bartender from the speakeasy down in Black Cat Alley yeah that was the place to go to try gin and you tried gin. And I tried gin. It was kind of like Milwaukee Brewing Company where I hated it at first. And I'm like, okay, I know there's more here. Like, I just have to keep trying it. Yeah. And this was that time where it stuck. And I'm like, this JLP, I don't know what it stands for, but it's gin, Earl Grey tea, and some other fun stuff. Yeah. So delicious. Oh, yeah. It was, it was so wonderful. The aesthetic was so pleasing. Like, the little toppings mm-hmm. at the brim of the cup. Oh, oh yeah. All those oh, goodies. So gorgeous. Ah. Uh. So I know we only have a couple minutes left, but, and a topic that a lot of people always want to know too, food. What are some not to miss food joints in Milwaukee, in your opinion? Gosh. Oh, brunch. Done. It's called, like the restaurant's called brunch? Oh, I mean, there's one of those too. (laughs) (laughs) We all love brunch. We all want good brunch places. That's all that popped in my head. I'm thinking of, uh, so let's start at Sobelman's. Okay. Your Bloody, Bloody Mary. The, you get the biggest Bloody Mary you'll ever have at Sobelman's. You can get a whole meal off of a pitcher of Bloody Mary. Yeah. It's like, I might be off by a couple bucks, but it's like 45 bucks to get a pitcher of Bloody Mary with a whole fucking fried chicken on top. And enough toppings to feed you and a friend. You both can have at least two glasses of Bloody Mary from this pitcher, and you get like four pints of beer. So by the end of the day, after you leave a tip, you're spending probably 30 bucks a person, but you got literally four beverages and a whole meal. So it's the perfect thing to eat and drink right before the ballet. (laughs) (laughs) Says Holly. (laughs) But they're just a cool bar. They have good like bar food, burgers, that kind of stuff. Yeah, they have some great stuff. If you're a vegan, vegetarian, uh, conscious like that, you want to go to Beerline Cafe. Okay. Where's that? They have a lot of great options. Um. It's a great question. It's by Lakefront, right? Lakefront Brewery? Kind of yeah. near there? I think so. Okay. But sure. they, yeah, they have a lot of, we had vegan queso. Yeah. Right? We had vegan queso, which was really great to start off with because we were so hungry and then further in we're like, hmm. Yeah. Vigo, vegan queso isn't as great <laughs> as regular queso, but right. it does the job. But it, yeah, it, it was good. Their food they had was crepes. really good. Uh, what yeah. else did we have? Oh, oh salads. Good Lots smoothies. Salads. Yeah, salads. They had a, they, a cute bakery. Yeah. Yeah. They had a lot of great options. Um, yeah. Lulu's uh, Cafe okay. in Bayview. Mm-hmm. That was a jam for me. Yeah. I got, I think it was steak and eggs. Was it steak and eggs? Yes. Steak, eggs, hash browns. I love Mad Rooster. They have, uh, their hash browns have jalapenos in them. Mm. Not like spicy, but a little bit of a That kick. little bit of a zing. Yeah. And then uh, Blue's Egg, they have, it looks like they took a bowl of hash browns and tipped it out onto a plate that's cool and you can get them stuffed so you can get them with like ham and cheese in the middle mm. so a lot of good brunch places is what you're saying lots of good brunch places if you like pizza i hear that the pizza at saint kate is really good okay they also have some great appetizers what about like a nicer sit down dinner do you have any recommendations for that i know the rumpus room is always a big hit downtown oh you know what i really love yeah uh, it's a german restaurant it's okay. my family's favorite it's okay. called kegels inn okay they have the best fish fries like it says it on their website it's so funny but they have the best fresh fish like fries. is it the best fish fry or is it like the sticker everybody puts on their window that no, they're no, like, no we have the best so-and-so i think i think it's one of the top three for me fish fries and you know how much i love my fish fries fair second being lakefront brewery and then the last one in our hometown okay yeah, so they have some really good food, um, ger- authentic German food. Okay. If that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
trying to think of one more. There's, yeah, I, you know, we don't go out to too many fancy, fancy places. I've heard good things about Carnivore. Mm. That's a steakhouse. A lot of the Barlotta restaurants, they're very expensive, oh. but very worth it. Yeah. And, and it's, it was run by, he just passed away very recently, but his brother took it up. Okay. I believe his name is Joe Barlotta. And he's a great guy. Bartolotta, they're, you know, obviously it's a family, but they own a bunch of different types of restaurants, right? Right. Okay. They're a pretty big name here in Milwaukee. Yeah. They spread out all over. They're really great for smaller Milwaukee businesses. And they yeah. try and host a lot of events that help Milwaukee area. Yeah. Um, another place that I really like is called Zarletti. Okay. What's it's that? It's an Italian place. Okay. So good i had their shrimp scampi i went on a business trip so i wasn't paying for myself which is that like a you know a higher higher ticket price restaurant yeah i would say so it's still within budget okay i mean i would say it's under like 20 30 dollars for a good meal okay so that's good so and then hamburger mary's also has oh, really good food yeah tell me about hamburger mary's hamburger mary's you can get dinner there and a show <laughs> and a show it is it's a very unique place. I love it. Yeah. Um, I think they, yeah, so they do drag there. I was going to say, by a That's show, you go, is. you get a drag show. Yeah, you get a drag show, and you, there's some wonderful performers there. And so high so energy. Personable. Yes. And they're so kind, and if yep. it's your birthday, you have to get up on stage and twerk. True. So. Yeah, but their food is good too. That's a that's a fun experience. That's a good like night out with the girls or going out with friends or bachelorette party. I know a couple people who've done that there. That's a good time on the weekends, for sure. I think yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, they have shows, if I remember correctly. Right. But yeah. And I believe Comet Cafe is in the same area. And what's Comet Cafe? Comet Cafe has hamburgers, I think. Okay. I don't know. I've heard a lot about it. I think it was on Diners, Drives, and Dives. Okay. It's hard for me because I can't make myself pay for dinner. Mm. to go out so I'm I'm more willing to buy a beer than I am dinner so fair but it's on but the list I've of things really to explore places. yeah there's a there's a you know as time goes on your blog is just gonna get bigger and bigger with all these new places and right. all that so if I came to you and I was like hey I'm gonna be in Milwaukee for a full day I'm on somewhat of a budget you know I don't want to be super spendy what would you recommend I like what would my day look like if you could plan it out for me like what would be a good Milwaukee day so I would say start off in the third ward. Okay. So we're going to start off in the third ward. You're going to take the river walk there. Okay. So you literally walk along the river, bet- you know, between um, this giant river and mm-hmm. then all these Milwaukee buildings. Uh, my favorite being the Ladybug building. Okay. Do I know what it is? No. You'll pass by the Chase building, which has this great um, flower print on the outside of basically it looks like a Rubik's Cube. Okay. And then you'll walk further down past the Milwaukee Public Market, which you can go inside of. Okay. And then you get to decide if you want to spend or not. And the public market, that just has like a bunch of like food vendors and stuff, right? Lots of food vendors. They also have a clothing vendor, um, some other points of interest. They have the oyster bar. Okay. Like a seafood section. Yeah. Um, a bakery. And it's more open air style, yeah. right? It's like indoors, but all open. Like you can walk from each place very easily. Yeah. So the idea is you go in, you grab your food from say like the uh, Chinese vendor and mm-hmm. then you grab it and you go upstairs to the second level where it overlooks everything else in the market. Okay. Sit down, eat your lunch, leave, go back to work. Okay. Yeah. So say you do that, you go to the oyster bar, you buy an oyster. I think I got one for like a dollar. Okay. Yeah. Maybe 35 cents. I yeah. Remember. I just wanted one. They okay. were very accommodating. So you get your oyster, have your oyster, walk around, grab a macaroon from the bakery, mm. go outside. You can uh, go a couple streets over 
to the shopping area where anthropology is. Okay. Um, shop all down that. Okay. Um, I know there's this really great secondhand store called Raytique. Okay. That'd be good for shopping. That's and cool. walk around in that area. And yeah. then from there, I would take a Lime scooter. What are those, for those that don't know? So a Lime scooter is like an electric-powered scooter. And it basically takes you from point A to point B relatively quickly. Basically, cheap. you like download an app, you put money on it, and then through that app is how you like rent the scooter, right? right? Yeah. So for Lime, they have really reasonable prices. It's a dollar to unlock the scooter and then another dollar to lock it. Okay. And then for every minute you're on it, I believe it's 25 cents or maybe every mile it's 25 cents. I've never had mine go over 25 cents and I've okay. traveled pretty far. Okay. So, and then I would say go down by the lakefront. Okay. Um, What's would, down over there? So, I would see probably, um, I believe it's called Pierhead, Pierhead Lighthouse. Okay. Go see the lighthouse. On the way, you'll probably see Hohen Bridge, which is this miraculous, it looks so beautiful, tiered, arched bridgeway mm-hmm. over um, the Milwaukee River. Okay. And then it's yellow and blue. Uh-huh. So very visually appealing. The colors, that's the Milwaukee colors, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of them. It's so funny because you can look out over the city from the 18th floor of any building and just see pops of color everywhere. Cool. Each building has like their own vibe, but I would say Milwaukee is more Because the Milwaukee flag is yellow and blue, right? Yeah. Yellow, blue, and white. Yellow, blue, and white. That's a good point. Very cool. Yeah. And then I would head down towards the Milwaukee Art Museum. You don't have to go inside. Just the building itself is beautiful. The building itself is architecturally amazing. Mm-hmm. They have these wings. Uh, I forget what they're called. Calvatrava. Okay. They're called something, but they're basically wings. And they yeah. spread out. Uh, you, If you get there before Like the 10, actual building yeah. has wings. Yeah. And so these wings at 10 a.m. Um, when the museum opens on a weekend. Yeah. It'll play this cute little tune and they'll just slowly spread open. That is so cool. As the sun rises, you know coming up in front yeah. of it and then um if you take a walkway through that you can see some other points of interest they have like it looks like an asterisk to me okay that orange sculpture yeah 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 that's really cool and then they have the uh Milwaukee war veterans okay. memorial okay and that is a very beautiful building another fire and ice structure there okay um, if you go out onto their back patio you have a beautiful view of the Milwaukee Art Museum, Hohen Bridge, and the rest of the city all along the lakefront. That's cool. Yeah. And then how would I end my night? Hmm. Definitely have to get a beer somewhere. I would do a brewery tour. I would go to Lakefront. Okay. Because that's the most fun, energetic, hilarious tour I've been on to date. Totally agree. And you've been on a lot of tours. Yeah. I have not. But Lakefront is fabulous. Their tour is so funny. Really informational, but like you're not bored to death. You're literally, you learn something and then you laugh, you learn something and you laugh, and then they make you do something, and then you get a free beer and then you laugh. <laughs> yeah. You get a lot of cool swag for going on that tour. You get beer tokens. Yep. That you can save for a later date. You get your glass. And it's really reasonably priced. Yeah. You just want to make sure that you book your ticket in advance because right. they sell out really quick. That's a good point. That is a good point. Well, yay. Awesome. This was a ton of information. I hope you all had your notebooks out and were taking notes or putting a note in your phone for things to do, see, and eat and drink. Um, as we said before, Holly's blog is called Catch Me and MKE. You can find her under that name on all social media, right? Yep. Including email. So if you ever have a question, um, 
about anything that we said here or if you want information for a future visit just let me know and we'll connect yeah and you know as time goes on you're just going to get more and more things on this blog and it's growing so fast already so if there's a spot that you didn't hear today that holly talk about and you don't see it on her blog i'm sure you would love you know recommendations of things to do and see too oh i am constantly looking for them awesome well, yeah, so definitely connect with Holly on those. Stay, and then you can stay in touch with things going on in Milwaukee and events. That was one last thing I wanted to ask. What would you recommend for people to find uh, find events going on in the city? Is there a certain platform that you recommend or certain places to look if they want to find something to do or find an event going on or anything like that? Yeah, so some great things that I follow. Um, Milwaukee Business Journal, obviously. Okay. Milwaukee. What's they that? Do, uh, they're basically a... Milwaukee organization that focuses around events going on in the city. And that's and they new also Milwaukee? Put a, yes. Okay. Fun little spelling. Yeah. I N-E, like that. yeah. So, um, and then I also follow Jules Eats Milwaukee. Okay. On Instagram. She has the best food places to go. If that's where you want to focus your interest. If food is your focus. That's it. Okay. Yeah. And then there's another guy. Um, his Instagram is called J Matt M K E. Okay. He also does a lot of Milwaukee events. Awesome. Yeah, but I would just keep your eyes peeled. I would honestly go on to Facebook, like all of the breweries that are from Milwaukee or things of interest that you mm-hmm. see, and then it'll auto populate with events. So awesome. Or follow me, and then you'll get all the events too. And you'll get a bunch of different. You know, you'll have the museums and those type of attractions, food, drink, breweries, all that. Like you're so diversified in everything you do. It's a good it's a good platform if you're looking looking more general, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yay. Yay! Well, thank you again for joining me today. Again, Erica, we'll be back next time when she's done traveling the world without me, I guess. But yeah, if you love this episode, please 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 share it with a friend. Um, if you know someone in Milwaukee or someone traveling to Milwaukee, this is a really great resource um, for, you know, a quick uh, learning about things going on in the city. Um, follow us on Instagram at Hype Queens Podcast and also at Catch Me in MKE. And I will be back next week with my partner in crime. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Time for ice cream. <laughs>